City Journal Midday News for Triple R with Rylan Sack, Nate McGregor and Faye O'Toole. Victoria has recorded its highest daily number of new COVID-19 cases since the pandemic began. There were 766 cases reported in just 24 hours. Four people with the virus have died, taking the toll from the latest outbreak to 20. Ballarat is now out of lockdown after the city recorded no new cases for the first time in over a week. There were six more deaths in New South Wales, with an additional 1,063 cases reported today. More than 230 people are in intensive care, with 112 on a ventilator. It comes as the country edges towards 50% of the population over the age of 16, having received two doses of the vaccine. Victoria Police are again bracing for further anti-vaccination protests in Melbourne. There's a heavy police presence at the office of the CFMEU and one person has been arrested. But so far, there are no other reports of demonstrators on the streets. More than 200 people were arrested yesterday on the third day of protest, initially linked to COVID restrictions in the construction sector. After several hours, the riot squad dispersed those who had gathered at the Shrine of Remembrance. The protesters' behaviour has prompted widespread condemnation by veterans and political leaders. Meanwhile, the regulator of the building and construction industry, the ABCC, has weighed into the dispute. Commissioner Stephen McBurney says the regulator had received multiple reports of unlawful industrial action across Melbourne sites. Mr McBurney declined to give further detail, but he says all the reported violations will be looked into. We are responding to the protest by investigating reports of unlawful industrial action on Melbourne building and construction sites in recent days. We will investigate those matters and take appropriate action. The body representing some religious schools, Christian Schools Australia, has warned some institutions would have difficulty enforcing the vaccine mandate. The state government says all teachers and support staff must be vaccinated against COVID-19 by late November to continue working. Discrimination law expert at Monash University, Liam Elfin, says the mandate for teachers is very likely to be lawful. Really, what's really, what's underlying? And the reason for that is under discrimination law, there's a catch-all defence that says that if you're complying with other laws, you cannot be acting unlawfully under discrimination laws. So you're given a sort of opt-out if if what you're doing is what the government has told you to do elsewhere. A major study has found that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders are at increased risk of severe COVID-19 illness due to ongoing health inequalities. The study, led by ANU, found Indigenous people were at, the, were at increased risk because they're disproportionately excluded from access to higher incomes, better education and housing. ANU researcher Dr Jason Argasino says the study highlights the inequities that exist in our system. Really what's underlying the higher risk amongst Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples is inequities in income, in food security and in housing. So it's to sort of bring to people's focus that it's not being an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person that makes you at higher risk of severe COVID-19. It's it's these inequities that exist in our um, system. Environment Victoria is suing the state's pollution watchdog in a test case of the state's climate change laws. 
After undertaking a three-year review into the licenses of three coal-fired power stations, the Environment Protection Authority decided not to impose a cap on their emissions. Environment Victoria Chief Executive Jonathan Lenore says this is contrary to the objectives of the Climate Change Act, and they'll argue it's unlawful. Victoria's privately owned power stations are the state's biggest source of the pollution that causes climate change and also these are among the dirtiest coal power stations in the world, far worse than any other power station in Australia. So we felt we had no choice but to ask the Supreme Court to enforce the law. The World Health Organisation says air pollution is killing 7 million people a year and it's issued new air quality guidelines, nearly halving the limit for the most damaging pollution, tiny particles from burning fossil fuels. The new limits reflect growing evidence about the deadly harm caused by much lower levels of pollution than previously thought. The head of Monash University's Air Quality Research Unit, Professor Yu Ming Gao, says the government should be doing more. The air pollution is related to climate change, and then reversely, climate change also affects air pollution. So, you know, that is uh, a loop. So we need to persuade the government and to you know, push them to change the air quality guideline and to improve for the air quality. Australia will provide an additional 40 million COVID-19 vaccines for developing countries on top of a promised 20 million to help vaccinate 70% of the world's population within a year. Prime Minister Scott Morrison met with US President Joe Biden in Washington this week where the president said the United States would double its contribution to 1 billion vaccines by the end of 2022. Chief Executive of Oxfam Australia, Lynn Morgan, says the pandemic has put back the fight against global poverty by decades. She says administering the vaccine is a complex task. The distribution question is at least as important as the decision about making available a vaccine. You know, we're talking about areas in which there needs to be significant support to local health systems to facilitate access to vaccines in very complex sort of physical geographical environments. Major delays are expected for package deliveries across the country as thousands of transport workers walk off the job. Around 70% of Star Trek's workforce, which is owned by Australia Post, is striking today against a move to allocate work to contractors for a cheaper price. On Wednesday, the Fair Work Commission denied an intervention by Star Trek, which argued the industrial action would impact the vaccine rollout. Assistant National Secretary of the Transport Workers Union, Nick McIntosh, says it was a last-ditch effort by Star Trek to stop the strike. The TWU for decades uh, has always ensured that any urgent medical supplies will be exempt from any industrial action. It was just a cynical attempt. The Commission saw through it. Uh, he threw out their, uh, their application and uh, we're on strike as we speak. And, and these, of course, these vaccines will be delivered where, where they need to. This is Raylan Sack with Sports News. Carlton Football Club has announced Michael Voss as its new coach following the dismissal of David Teague. Voss, who previously coached the Brisbane and Port Adelaide football clubs, will take to the role ahead of the 2022 season. West Australian health authorities say Saturday's AFL Grand Final is still on track, despite a COVID-infected truck driver from New South Wales spending 48 hours in the state. They say the risk is low and no restrictions are planned. The final team lineup for the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne Demons will be announced later today. 
And in the NRL, the Melbourne Storm has offered free membership in 2022 to ticketed members who live in Victoria. The club broke its membership record this year with more than 28,000 across Australia. And international cricket's governing body, the MCC, has announced the gender-neutral term batter will replace the existing batsman, effective immediately. It says the change will help reinforce inclusivity in the sport. To Melbourne's weather, a top of 21 degrees and partly cloudy, northwesterly winds up to 30 kilometres an hour. Tomorrow we'll see the wind increasing and a very high chance of showers, a top of 17 degrees and an overnight low of 9. This has been City Journal Midday News for Triple R with Ryland Sack, Maeve McGregor and Faye O'Toole.